Yo, what's up, Internet? We back another week. Uh, hope y'all enjoyed the last episode with uh, we have Amy, 22 Cents. Shout out to her. Um, of course, Courtney. And who else was here? That's it. Just Amy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought it was a, a four-person there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just us three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, we back. Uh, got a uh, estrogen field show. <laughs> <laughs> we got Courtney back. What's up, Courtney? Hello, hello. How you doing? How y'all doing? Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, we good. And then we got back again for I don't know how many times. What's like the fourth or fifth time? About the fourth. Yeah. About the fourth time. Uh, Professor P. Hello, you, hello. You still go by for Professor P? I do. You do? Okay. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, now, y'all don't judge me. I was watching uh, that movie, Captain Underpants. <laughs> <laughs> the bad guy in the movie name was Professor P. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah, but the P still for poopy pants. <laughs> I'm serious now. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm well, sorry. Well, that's not what my P said. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that later. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, we got Professor po- Poopy Pants back in the building. No, nah. No. <laughs> so what's been going on, Professor P? You ain't heard from me in a while. Oh man, you know, just working. Just working. Yeah, man, just uh, working hard, trying to start off 2018 on a good foot. Where, where now, Professor P is a real professor. I just want to have y'all know that. So anything she says, you got to take it to heart because. She's smarter than the average bear. You feel me? So, thank but you for take my opinion with a grain of salt, though. <laughs> whatever. We're gonna take yours as 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 a uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? We're gonna take it as law, I guess. Oh, oh, yeah, but y'all don't know. She came in a few weeks ago, and we did. We were we were gonna do like half the season of uh, what was the show? Um, uh. Oh, I can't she's she's, gotta have it. Yeah, she's gotta have it. We did the first half of the season, she's gotta have it, like reviewing it, talking about it, like breaking it down, like dissecting it and everything. And we did half of the show. Well, I mean we did the first half, we were recording for like an hour. And like the program I used to record, it just crashed and stopped working and it didn't save anything. So we lost it. <laughs> and then we just didn't do it again. So maybe we'll find another show to watch. And uh, find another show to watch in there. We'll review that. Maybe we might do a Black Panther. That coming out in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. I know everybody black is going to see that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Wear my fro out just for that. You want your fro out yeah, just for that? for sure. I'm going to just go because I feel like I'm about the blackest thing ever. <laughs> I mean, everything I do is black. So, I'm going to just be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be genuinely black. Yep. Yep. Style. Yep. I know you, Courtney, I know we already talked about you and you said you were going to um, be all blacked out and dressed up and shit. Mm-hmm. I sure am. Yeah. So what's been going on with you? I know you uh, started a new schedule. Yes. And I am already ready to transition to just days, Monday through Friday. I have not worked Saturdays and Sundays in a long time. And quite frankly, I don't fucking like it. You hate it? 
Yes, I I want my days back to myself. I mean, Monday and Tuesday cool and whatnot, but I don't like it. I don't oh. like it. So you went from working Monday through Friday, and now you're off Wednesday, Wednesday through Sunday. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I work like seven to three on Wednesdays, and then Thursday through Sunday I'm three to eleven. And I haven't worked past like seven o'clock since I don't mm-hmm. know when. Um. I, you know, the job got a lot of potential and I really like it, but I don't like this shift and I'm ready for this storm what, to What pass. do you think you're missing out on? Because like when I when I'm working certain jobs or whatever, like the schedule that I'm on, it's always some stuff you're missing during that scheduling time. So what do you feel like you're missing during that time? I'm missing my time to be in my house doing whatever the fuck I want to do, because at 11 o'clock at night. Leaving someone else's establishment and coming home, that's new to me. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, I'm missing time with my woman. She's military. Oh, yeah. Like, she she here. Yesterday, she dropped me off at work. And I it was just, like, the saddest thing ever. Like, you need to tell me I'm going to work and then you going, like, grocery shopping and to do all the shit that I like oh, to do. You like, like grocery why? shopping? Yes, I love grocery shopping. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so, like... Okay. So that's something y'all do together, like walking side by side, pushing the buggy together and shit. Or sometimes we be real cheesy and she walks behind me if I'm pushing the buggy, but I hate pushing the buggy. So most times she pushes it and I'm beside her. Oh, okay. Okay. I got you. I don't know why the buggy symbolizes children for me and I ain't against babies or nothing, but I just ain't pushing it. I'm not either. <laughs> y'all against pushing the buggy? I don't want to touch it. For real? I don't, not me either. I'm not interested. I have literally watched children stick their hands in their mouths and noses and shit. And then they just smear it like For across real? the handle. And I'm like, see, this this is why. And you you know, it's a lot of Caucasians where I live. And they just be sneezing and coughing and carrying on. And they just... <laughs> Be right all on the buggy, and they don't even care. Put their hands on it, and they dig in their butt. They don't care. I don't want to touch the buggy. I only do it if I'm by myself. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm real ridiculous. I'll carry the orange juice, the eggs, the bread, everything in my hand, and be struggling before I touch that buggy. So, okay, but I mean, I know y'all go to uh, cause y'all talk like y'all go to a much fancier <laughs> grocery store than me. <laughs> You know, even at the grocery stores I go to, when I go to get the buggy, there's always the sanitation wipes or whatever. Yeah. So that don't. I mean, that that helps. I get it. I get it. If I if I have to have the buggy, and whenever my girlfriend is getting the buggy, she always gets it. But mm-hmm. I take that. Yeah, I take those reusable bags. Mm-hmm. And when I grow, oh yeah, I just stick my stuff in my bag. And then when I take my stuff to check out, I just sit my bags up there. They unload it. And then they put my stuff back in my bag. Well, you go to Aldi or something? Any grocery store. You just take them bags in there? Mm. Yep. That's how we shop. And then last night we realized like all of the bags, because we have a thousand of them. Because literally every time we go to the store, we'll be like, we forgot them. Let's get a few. And then we would decide we had them in the cars, like divvied between the cars. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they migrated back in the house. And we were like, we got to go back and divvy these damn bags between the cars. Cause sometimes after work, I go grocery shopping just cause I'm still real up. And I don't know. I just like it. And yeah, I don't like getting plastic bags and we keep buying them if they not in the car. She bought one yesterday. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I have so many. I start giving them away to people. When I, when I see people, in the stores walking around with those 
uh, cloth bags and shit. I just think they're real highfalutin. <laughs> <laughs> it's so convenient. You, I didn't under. I mean, I was you know a big recycler, but mm. when I started using those bags, I was and I lived in an apartment where I was on the second floor. Mm-hmm. And when you like do your big grocery shopping and you gotta make eight trips to get all your groceries up. Mm-hmm. You start really appreciating those reusable bags because what you have in three, I'm, four bags. I'm going to stop you right one. there. Mm-hmm. As a man, <laughs> as the blackity black man, there's only one oh trip. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> there's only one trip for me. So when she said eight trips, my eyes was real big because I'm like, um, I ain't no man. But, baby, I have the bags up to my armpits, honey. I ain't going back. Mm-hmm. And I got a garage. I on, my back end. I, no. I stayed on the third floor. And I, I had like a, you know what I'm saying? It was a lot of grocery shopping I did, but then I had a case of water too. Right. So I put the water on my shoulder and I had like all the bags in one hand and I just got it up there. And then I noticed like one of my neighbors like across the um, parking lot, like <laughs> looking like, damn, he got all that up there because mm-hmm. I wasn't about to go back down. Them three and flights. I hated that. But the thing was, okay, like you said, I got a case of water. I got laundry detergent. I got bleach. Mm. I got juice. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, y'all, and, one, one, and notice she said laundry detergent and not washing powder. So she had the liquid shit. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> oh my God. Powder. I don't know. But look, I'm five to, you know, a buck 15 on a good day. Mm-hmm. I ain't getting but by four, five yeah, bags yeah, at once. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, you're right. Because even. I mean, I'm sure I don't, I'm not nowhere near where Brandon is, but I get it all. And I remember my first apartment in Georgia, I lived on the third floor and I used to go grocery shopping. It used to kill me, but I still didn't make more than like two trips. I was like, Brandon, the case of water on my shoulder, all the bags on my arm. Now, when I got in the house, I might've fell in the floor <laughs> and laid there for a couple right. minutes, but I wasn't doing all that up and down them damn stairs. Yeah. So you, uh. So so you uh missed the grocery shopping shit. But I mean you only been on the schedule for like a week and you are <laughs> it's only been a week. <laughs> I know. It's only been a week and I'm so miserable. Don't call me out. For real. I gotta go to work today and I'm just like, bitch, what in the what like what's going on with life? And then even like um so for Super Bowl Sunday, I'm switching with someone. So I'll be working seven to three. Mm-hmm. And um, my boss doesn't really like for us to just switch one day over the weekend. So I might have to work seven to three like that Saturday and that Sunday. Mm-hmm. And even still with that, I mean, that's cool and all. But I want to be in a bed like right now. My girlfriend is like sleep. I got out of bed and she like, go kill it. But she rolled over like <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> that's that's what I want to be doing on Saturdays and Sundays. Yesterday, I felt so rushed. We went to what we call like Chinatown mm-hmm. to the Asian market because I needed to buy jackfruit for my quote unquote pulled pork sliders and I was in (laughs) (laughs) and I um I just wanted to get lost in there like you know you find so much interesting stuff and she like oh you gotta go to work and I'm like fuck this why 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 do I have to go there today so just to clarify you're going in seven at night and getting off at three in the morning Oh no, three at night and getting off at eleven oh, okay. in the oh, yeah. at night. But when I switch to do this uh the seven to three, I work seven AM oh, to three PM. Oh, okay. There there is a shift from eleven PM to seven AM, uh, but she don't do oh, that. Okay. I, I mm-hmm. just want to I just want to make sure I, I got the hours right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm just bitching because I'm used to I'm used to eight to five, 
maybe a nine to six every now and oh, then. Yeah. yeah. I'm just I'm just real over this. So. Yeah. Well, uh I know we talked about being blackity black and uh we said something well I mentioned Black Panther going to see Black Panther. Um I saw an article that said Black Panther is expected to make hundred and between hundred and twenty to hundred and fifty million uh in the four day opening. So uh it damn well better too. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, have you heard about like all the different churches and organizations like buying out theaters For just real? to make sure oh yeah. Oh Columbia. Oh yeah. No, I ain't even heard of yeah, I ain't heard about I think I heard like it was supposed to be like a uh here locally, like a Greek viewing for like people that like in uh, black Greek organizations mm-hmm. or whatever, they're gonna go see it like one day early or something. But yeah. Yeah, I haven't even heard that. So that's oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Similar to um like hidden figures, you know, they did that um with hidden figures. A lot of churches and non profits, you know, got together and yeah, you know, bought out theaters just to you know support support our people. So yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see it though. Um, you know, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Courtney. Kind of off topic, but on topic. Um, I was watching an interview that Taraji P Henson did mm-hmm. where she was talking about um playing the movie Emmett Till, where it's finally coming to be a thing, and she's playing his mom, mm-hmm. and I'm like. This that gotta be another holiday where we got to load up for that. She said she presented it back when Trayvon Martin first got killed and nobody was ready. Like the person she presented it to, I can't remember his name, was just kind of like, no, like I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Hell no, it wasn't. <laughs> but um, they weren't interested in in it. And after like four to five more, obviously, of our black men getting killed, gunned down by police officers, mm-hmm. they came back to her and was like, "We're ready. We're ready to tell the story. You're gonna play his mom." And she was giving out um a few facts that I don't, I definitely didn't know, and I don't think a lot of people knew yeah. um about. The Emmett Till story, and I'm real excited for that. And I think we need to like do have that same spirit we got with Black Panther and Hidden Figures and support. That. I mean, what? Well, I'll, I'll give you my thoughts on that. But what were some of the uh, some of the um, facts that that she mentioned that you didn't know? Um, well, I didn't. I didn't know that um, it was there was a ring that Emmett Till always wore. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a ring that his mom gave him that was actually his father's ring. And his father had gotten lynched in the service uh, for having relations with a white woman. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. That yep. like a bad luck ring. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that I mean, that's definitely a perspective. Um, and then she said the movie is about like putting a character to who Emmett Till really was, because most of us only know that pic- the picture that that we see right. of him open cask or with Oprah casket, excuse me, or whatever. And she says, so now we get to know the actual story. Mm-hmm. And she was saying it was a story that she even studied, like from back in college, she knew always wanted to know so much more. Um, and the mom, the role, she was getting so teary eyed whenever she was even talking about it. And she was like, the role is definitely going to be challenging for her because she's a mom and that story is near and dear to her heart, but I'm excited for it. Right. Was it any other, other thing you remember, um, right off hand? Um, no. Okay. I, I, did did y'all watch the uh, new Dave Chappelle stand up specials? I didn't. 
I didn't watch all of it. Well, he said something. Well, something that I didn't know, but I didn't. In it, he talked kind of talked about Emmett Till or whatever. But um, he he just said that that he was visiting Mississippi or wherever it happened. That he was visiting from Chicago. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I thought he was just from down there. And, Oh yeah, no, I didn't know that. So I just thought that that was something that was known. So I didn't say that part. But yeah, no, he wasn't even uh, from there. And then obviously everyone know that the woman on her deathbed last year was like he didn't. She lied. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, she lied. He didn't. And the listeners of the show should know that because we mentioned that <laughs> when the bitch died. I'm sorry, I don't call <laughs> all of the bitches, but just that white bitch. Yeah. She right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but anyway. But yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, ain't, I ain't excited about seeing that movie just because I don't want to get more mad at white people. I agree. Um, but at this point, you know, I mean, if anybody listened to the show, <laughs> I was listening back to the show and I was like, damn, Courtney, you might sound a little um, like you got a little hatred in your heart for him or whatever. I mean, but you do sound like a <laughs> Davis or something. <laughs> I mean, I, and I love her. Let's be clear. Yeah. Um, I got... You know, I don't know. I don't want to say. <laughs> I don't think that, you know, black people expressing their frustration towards white people indicates we necessarily hate them. But I mean, you you have to be we're we're just more willing to call out the bullshit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, right. We're not yeah. going to sugarcoat it, paint it into something that it's not like the shit's fucked up. It's mm-hmm. been fucked up and it's still fucked up. And and we're just now like, you know what? I'm whatever. Like, yep. this is what it is. You know, get your people. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. your people. Right. Like, get your you people. know. And I have two. Sometimes I find I don't know if I find myself on the fence as much as I used to. I have two really good friends that are Caucasian. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually finna be in one of them wedding in May. And mm-hmm. sometimes I know, right? Like me, right? Sometimes I feel um so I don't know, like not necessarily wanting to offend them, but I'm just like, look, if you fuck with me and you love me, you know where this is coming from and your ass shouldn't be offended. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and one of them I know isn't offended. The other, sometimes I be side-eyeing because we've never had a conversation, you know, about about anything that's happened. So the girl's wedding, I mean, her and I are actually really close Mm -hmm. and, um, I used to always joke and just, and and I would say like, she is me. A lot of times we had, we felt the same way about a lot of different things. Most of the time have the same opinion, literally two peas in a pod. She just Caucasian. Mm -hmm. And even if something was going on, she would just be like, are you okay? Like, I love you. You know, me and my family don't feel that way. Like, you know, and for me, that just meant a lot because you didn't have to do that. Whereas I have another friend that just, really doesn't say anything and it gets on my nerve because the minute something happens with an animal oh she's saying she is uh, she's in uh, complete outrage an animal or her football team and she is in complete outrage now my closest friend she is an animal lover so she's outraged about animal all all the time but she's also outraged about inequality republicans mm-hmm. you know trump and so it's easier you know what i'm saying like i love her for that but um well, perhaps yeah i can't could present her with an issue and tell her it's a monkey and then at the end of the story be like gotcha bitch <laughs> right right 
right. <laughs> and then see how her reaction changes. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I want, I've been wanting to do that, but we kind of haven't, like we used to have what we call FaceTime sessions where we would like check in mm-hmm. and um, we haven't had one. I know in over a year, but also I know, for a fact, over a year, I've came more into who I am, mm-hmm. and I haven't I haven't been shutting the fuck up at all. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, I see how that works. <laughs> yeah, you got a little too black. Yeah, I got a little, just, just a smidgen. You got two white friends. Uh-huh. Two friends, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The chances of that other friend being a part of the 53% are, well, I guess it's the 53%. Yeah. Because, so I think she might be a Trump supporter on the low. I think so. You know, I think so too. And because even still, like she hasn't said anything like agreeing or disagreeing. Like when I say she has stayed completely out, but honey, I, when I did used to go to church and you know, my family real religious, my uncle used to be in the pulpit every Sunday and be like, silence, give consent. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. So I just be looking around. I don't say much, but I be looking around. Yeah. I just, I, I, oh, I peep that and I keep it moving. She been grabbed by the pussy. She just don't want to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and she, and she really don't have to, um, because for the most part, my opinion of her is already, it already is what it is. The only thing, the only thing she would be doing is confirming it, you know? Oh. So, but yeah. Yeah. Them, them, my little two little white, my little two little Caucasian friends. You can, <laughs> you, you sound like some racist people though. I have my <laughs> I have one black friend. <laughs> I mean, I just gotta call a spade a spade. I'm 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 surrounded by a bunch of people, a bunch of beautiful black people that love being mm-hmm. black. And I I'm not willing to trade in my tribe for anything. And you know, I got the two little Caucasian friends and I and now even having this conversation with y'all, I wanna say the one real Caucasian friend. And um yeah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm good in the Caucasian so, area. So the, so the one who was wedding you're going to be in, she's not the 53% of the... Uh, no. Oh, hell no. I wouldn't even be in her wedding, oh, okay. chat. Just check it. Just... No. Hell no. Mm-mm. I mean, but I just not feel like when, when black people have white friends, like, it's like a, it's a real, you know, genuine thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we have, right. we have white friends that we can be our total sales with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And right, that's probably right. why you know it's probably going to be a small number because mm-hmm. not right. too many you know white people can handle a black person being yeah. authentically black. Mm-hmm. Like white people they have black friends it's, as long as that black friend is very similar to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yep. because even like with with black people, like you'll find like in a group of black people. A lot of they sometimes like they have some similarities, but a lot of times they like totally different as far as just how they are. But white mm-hmm. people seem to be like they all like, the same. all the same. They like just have the same views. They dress the same. And- they all are. I grew up in Myrtle Beach, so I had my share of uh, Caucasians mm-hmm. when I was in school <laughs> there, and um, <laughs> they uh, they definitely all hung together. And and that's when I realized, like, not only do they hang together, but they hang together by their economic mm-hmm. class. That like, you know, so there was a group of them, and I was friends with a few of them. And I remember going to my first Caucasian sleepover because they real different from my beautiful black <laughs> sleepovers. 
And honey, I was at this house and it was oceanfront and we were just doing whatever they want. They talking to their mama's crazy. And, you know, we was in like sixth grade and one of them had a sister in like eighth grade. And, you know, they get behind the wheel of cars, even that young. And, you know, oh, my dad is like part is part owner of what coke. Can, uh, what Kodak like a camera? I, I'm, I'm, that was back when disposable cameras was mm. real lit. And so, um, you know, we in this big mansion, and you know, we just doing whatever we wanted, wanting to do, literally whatever we wanted to do. And that ain't how black sleepovers work. And I just remember, like, they're all like, "Oh, we'll wear these jeans, and we're wearing this shirt." Like it was a thing, and that's not my wardrobe didn't consist of that. So even when I was there and I hung around them, I I still always was just kind of like, not necessarily like something ain't right, but it just. It wasn't fitting for me. And then fast forward, when I graduated from West Florence, um, one of the same girls ended up going to South Florence. And so we reconnected and we're like, oh, my God. And she was like, oh, come over and chill. And I went over and it was still the same way, except there was one black guy that hung with them. And I was like, oh, OK, a little bit of color. And then by the time the night was over, I just realized that he wasn't right. my black. He was mm-hmm. their black, you know, and it was still the same thing. Like, oh, you know, everyone lives everyone that was at the house lived predominantly in the neighborhood and it was like across from carolina so you know they had like pretty decent sized houses mm-hmm. and the mom the parents was buying us alcohol it was a real thing and i was like yeah they did buy boy alcohol they had weed and cigarettes weed? and it was a whole thing yeah <laughs> and, and you know back then that wasn't my thing so i was just you know i sipped on a little bit of alcohol but it and that just and I did that like one weekend, maybe two. And I was like, yeah, no, nah, that still ain't for me. So even I left that alone. But my friend whose wedding I'm in, me and her met at work. And when I realized like we were, our boss at the time was very, was a bigot. And I hate, he's passed away now. And and we had our differences, um, but he could sometimes be a very understanding mm-hmm. man. Uh, he just had his bigot and misogynistic mm-hmm. ways. And that's just who he was, period. But when I found out one day that we were both in the store, like, yelling, and we were yelling for the same things, uh, you know, even still, and she wasn't even black. And I was just kind of like, okay. And then they, he started putting us to work together a lot. And he wasn't really working with us because we got on uh, his motherfucking nerves. And and then we just became, like, the best of you friends. You know, you said that about... Um, the, the parents buying the alcohol and shit. Mm-hmm. I would see those billboards of like uh, buying alcohol for your kids is illegal. I'd be like, who the fuck buy Who's alcohol for their kids? Right? Yeah. Now I see it's white people. I just and I just had an epiphany while you were talking. <laughs> like these billboards ain't for us. These billboards for them. No, them no. It is for them because they she did came upstairs like it was a whole part of the house. Like the parents didn't come upstairs. The upstairs belonged to the kids. And she came to the top of the stairs. She was like, well, we're going to make a run. What do you guys want? And everybody was like, oh, get this kind of beer. Oh, get this and get this drink. Get this tequila. And everybody was putting in orders. Mom, you got a cigarette. And I was and clearly, like, not a black sleepover. Well, you know, like, first of all, we no. got pizza, movies, and... Y'all better not be, you know, keeping my ass. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't care what time you go to bed, but I'm going to bed at this time. Mm-hmm. We meet out at right. You know, because they got to go to work the next day. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, no. It was just. It was definitely different for me. And I was like, you know, my mom was always that type of mom. Like, if you try something, you're gonna try it with me because mm-hmm. you're safe with me. 
but it wasn't um when she was raising me because you know parents sometimes change when they raising one child to the the next ones that come a little later so when she was raising me it wasn't like a free fall and you could just have this you know it wasn't it definitely wasn't like that like if you want to try this on try this while you with me you know and that was it and kept it moving and my mama smoked weed and everything and i just didn't ever hold up hold up hold up then you say your mama church she like holy (laughs) no i said i said my family family. i didn't say my mom (laughs) <laughs> not my mom um, but her mom her mom and the rest oh, of them okay yeah. i got you okay i just want to you know we're just trying to learn you you know <laughs> yeah no me kind of shit, you know no yeah yeah but uh switching gears a little bit you know what i'm saying a little story that's been going on for the past couple weeks that uh i guess because she won't shut the fuck up it ain't gonna never go away um <laughs> She getting into it with all these people, calling out people and everything. Um, I, I I heard something that she she got into it with. Um, uh, she had some words for uh, Cher- Cheryl Underwood. Yes. So um, they tell two different stories. Uh, Monique mm-hmm. says that Cheryl Underwood told her to just take. She should have just take the money that Netflix offered, <clears throat> and. Uh, Cheryl Underwood on her show because she co-hosts the talk was like she never she doesn't recall telling Monique to just take the money but what she did tell Monique and what she wanted to happen was for Monique to um, reach out to Tyler Perry Lee Daniels and Oprah Winfrey and apologize mm-hmm. and um, you know be forgiven and, and humble herself baby. yes yes basically and that was what Cheryl Underwood said on the show and then Monique then responded to that again because you know her and her husband have a podcast and was like um she sat on the stage and lied and she's not going to call her sister a liar but she is lying and it was all dramatic like and she lied in front of another black sister and um she has proof of the conversation and she said um she whenever they had the phone call Cheryl was like I know you're right and I know you're not lying but um just call and ask for forgiveness Mm -hmm. from Oprah Winfrey Tyler Perry and Lee Daniels and everything will be okay and Monique was like well bitch if you know I'm right then why are we here and what am I asking for forgiveness for and she's also been talking about Steve Harvey because apparently on Steve Harvey Morning Show, he hasn't been in agreement with Monique or anything. Mm-hmm. And he's voiced it and she feels a way about that. And she was also even like, how dare he like go? He went and met with Trump and even walked out of the meeting and said Trump was a good was a good man, but won't even have Monique on the show or won't meet her. And she was like, nobody is trying to come face to face with her, or her husband, because they know. And I don't necessarily know what it is that they know. I don't think anybody cares to have her and her husband in their presence. And I just want her to go away. Her time is up. We've had enough. I'm really sick of her. Yes. Okay. I mean, so part. So I, I have kind of mixed emotions about the whole Monique thing. One, I feel like her her approach is just it turns everybody off. Mm-hmm. You know what yes. I'm saying? So there's a way for you to say what you need to say so that people will stop listening and maybe take in what you're saying, but the way that she comes at it is so, you know, abrasive that people just shut down. But on the other side of that, I kind of wonder too, like, okay, well, here's this, you know, black woman who's saying, hey, I'm being, 
you know, discriminated against or mistreated or what have you. And, you know, I feel like the way that we respond to her in general is how we would respond to a black person crying for distress versus how we would respond to a white person. You know what I'm saying? Like you had, I can't remember what actress it was who, um, you know, brought up an issue about unfair pay and there was a sit down conversation. They brought Mm -hmm. her into the table and said, Hey, you know, maybe we have done some things that are not right. Let's sit down. Let's talk about what the issue is with Monique. Mm -hmm. It's like, Hey, she said the same thing and it's automatically like, well, what what's your credentials? Like, why should we really do this? And it's almost like the onus is on her to prove that there's been some wrongdoing. But when it's a white woman who says the exact same thing, people are like, OK, well, let's sit down and let's process this and figure out what's wrong. So her her issue I'm I'm all for because I feel like there's definitely some truth in what she's getting at. I think, but because it's her, you know what I'm saying? Like, people are just not willing to listen to her because, you know, her her approach in this thing and other things in the past have been so just wrong Mm -hmm. that people are just not interested in hearing it from her. But I feel like if this was coming from another person that maybe people liked a little bit more, um, maybe we would be responding a little bit differently. I don't know. I I agree because even when it was said that maybe Tracy Ellis Ross had an issue. I do think we were more susceptible to being understanding. Um, And I even went through that whole thing with myself. Like, why am I not on board with Monique? Um, However, I'm not, I'm not necessarily sure. I'm not saying that black women don't get, you know, the short end of the stick when it comes to pay sometimes and, and that there isn't a difference um, in pay in Hollywood when it comes to black being black and being a woman, because obviously that's we've been fighting for that. Right. But I her approach definitely for me is all the way off. I am a firm believer of there is more than one way to skin a cat. You can get your point across without being how how she is. And for me, I'm a very like how a person feel or how their energy is to me Mm -hmm. and Monique walks and it is just black to me like I feel like she just has clouds and clouds of black Mm -hmm. around her that's how she feels to me Mm -hmm. so generally off front for me whatever she talking about I I, there's a wall up because yeah I mean black but then aside from that when it came to like when she was breaking down what Netflix was saying Mm -hmm. not trying to have be on Netflix's side, but when it came to the money, and even though they said they don't do resumes, I still understood what they were saying mm-hmm. in what they felt like Amy was going to bring to the table mm-hmm. versus what Monique was going to bring to the table. And I also understand why Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock would get what they got. Absolutely. I So for me, this particular issue now, maybe had it been like a regular ass movie role, that's one thing. But stand up is totally different. Mm-hmm. And the way Dave and Chris operate, how they've been operating, they are legends. They deserve that 20 million, probably and then some. Mm-hmm. And she not going to make me be on my knees and laughter crying, pause, because Brandon, but <laughs> dying laughing <laughs> like, like how they do. 
and and Amy isn't funny to me. Nope. No, but she's and, it girl. She's in right, right now. That's what I was getting ready to say. And and like I said last week, Amy has sold out Madison Square Garden twice. Mm-hmm. I don't think Monique could have even when she was an it girl from when Queens of Comedy right. was not by herself. So for me, the 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 amount of pay was justified. I don't. In, in this instance, I think it was justified. I don't think it had anything to do with the fact that she got a vagina or that she is black. And I also didn't like when she came to us like, come on, stand with me, people, and boycott Netflix. Because first of all, what have you done for our community except try to bash everybody and talk trash about everybody with your stank-ass attitude? Damn. Basically. I mean, Colin need to come ask me. If Colin asks me, I'll do it. Colin ain't asked me. I ain't doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what they were saying about we don't go off resumes, they mean like back, you know, we're not dating back to what you did back then. And Mm -hmm. not hearing that. Yes, you may have done this back then. Yes, you may have won this award back then. But ain't nobody heard from you Mm -hmm. in years. And like this person is working Right now, they making people money. Right now, mm-hmm. you ain't making nobody no money. Like, nobody risk of giving you half a million dollars. Yeah, and it ain't. I think so. Yeah, and it's it's not like to me. I, I I don't know for a fact, but to me, it don't seem like Netflix reached out to her and said, "Yo, come come give us a special, and we'll give you five hundred. It seemed like they went to like uh Monique went to Netflix so mm-hmm. if you come if you come to me want want money then I'm in the I'm in the driver's seat cuz mm-hmm. you want my money so I am not asking right. you for your services so that's one thing but then like like I said like she's not on the level as far as like right now being relevant like she's not on the level of Dave and, and Chris Rock like uh, or Amy Schumer and then like those three people even though Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle they are black their main audiences are, are white audiences like all, mm-hmm. all of them, they, they man, audiences, white audiences, like, and white people, I mean, they outnumber us, like, what, 60, 60 or 70% to, to like 12 or 13% of the people. Mm-hmm. So if, if she, she, she's only working with, you know what I'm saying, 13% of the population, and then a lot of, a lot of people don't really think she's funny like that. So she's not gonna have a, yeah. a, a bigger audience as, as those three for one. And then the way she came out of, came about it was like, just wrong, man. She talked shit about Tyler Perry, Lee Daniels, and um, Oprah. Like, those three people, like, yeah, you can't really, you can't shit on them, man. Like, she just, I don't know, just the way she approached it. Then she, you know, like, how she was getting at certain people. Like, she was getting mad at Charlemagne or whatever because of what he said. But he was like. <laughs> he was so right, though. Yeah, and he was stating, fa- like, yeah, stating facts. And somebody like him, like, if you listen, like. I listen to like his podcast and stuff, and he won't like mm-hmm. he won't brag about the stuff that he does, but he um he'll like hint that he knows certain things or whatever. And you could tell he's like behind the scenes with a lot of stuff. Like he's like producing a lot of um like television material and stuff like that for people or whatever. So he kind of knows like the the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So you could tell like he kind of has inside knowledge of what you know what I'm saying goes on or whatever. She tried to you know what I'm saying talk shit about him somebody like steve harvey even though i don't fuck with steve harvey steve harvey on like 27 shows right now so he probably knows shit that go on you know what i'm saying like she just i don't know man i i don't want to talk shit about monique because you know i guess she is a legend or whatever but you gotta you you can't she just i, I like courtney said earlier like she, i ain't heard her talk shit about nothing else mm-hmm. but now you want us because 
because I love us. No, you don't. You love your money. No, you don't. You love the coin that we that us could give you. That's that what would- she loved. And because we're the only people she would get coins from because she doesn't appeal to the white yeah. market and at all. I think what Cheryl Underwood's point was, look, you know what I'm saying? Like, you need to start where, you know, you're going to be able to get support. And that's with black people. Mm-hmm. So you need to go and fix what you have done in the black community, which is you need to go and apologize to Tyler Perry because Tyler Perry got black people on lock. Mm-hmm. You need to uh, apologize right. to Lee Daniels and you need to apologize to Oprah. Like these are heavy hitters in the black community. Start there. Start with your people. Yeah. And then like, you know, get right. behind you and help you. You know what I'm saying? I help mean, you. But she She done shit it on like three fourths of the um black people like who else left Spike Lee? Like <laughs> Tyler Perry got the church niggas. Tyler Perry got the church niggas. Uh, Lee Daniels, he got the gay niggas. Uh, Oprah, right. she got he got, she got the women and everybody else. And who, I mean, I don't know who else. She, you know Ain't nobody saying? else. So, I mean, and she it, it really not anybody else. And did you guys see um on Twitter where uh Roland yeah, Martin like leaned into her ass? I was real. I was real excited for that because she needed that read. And the thing, but the thing that's frustrating is I feel like she got that read. She said nothing about it since number one. And number two, I feel like her and her husband do a very good job at always spinning her to be the victim. Because even listening to a snippet of the podcast when she was on there, she was like a lot of people saying that I don't um, that I'm just started fighting. I just started fighting like I just popped up. And she was like back when I was in third grade and she told this story about how the teacher separated the class. And then she stood up and was like, why we separated? We shouldn't be separated. And then the teacher brought the class back together again. And she was like, "Um, I've been fighting since then. Girl. No, that that ain't what we mean. And don't nobody know about your damn yeah. fight in the third grade. We talking about right now and right now, especially when it is very vital to know that our people are standing up for us. Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, Oprah, like they all yeah. they all out there and we know that they're they are fighting. You know what I'm saying? Even somebody like Charlemagne, who's uh, I do feel like is underrated and people mm-hmm. always want to be mad at Charlemagne, period. Because he keep it 100 and he don't make no apologies. And I just, the whole situation just rubbed me the wrong way. And I do feel like even if it was Tiffany Haddish, I'm try- I don't think she would have, as vocal as she is, I don't think she would have taken it that way. And a lot of people don't feel like she is right. that uh, funny either. Right. I mean, Tiffany Haddish yeah. funny as far as acting and shit. I mean, I just like how she... uh she got a, like a, a a more genuine energy or whatever. She does. She definitely does. And I, I don't particularly right. care for her stand up, but acting, she is right. funny. But even still, I I feel like if Netflix offered her the five hundred thousand, yeah, I I, I feel it. like even and she, she would take she it. She the it girl right now. She well, she bought the really be the it girl on both and sides. And she is. She she, she she is. She definitely is. So I I think Monique yeah. just need to take this L. And I think she need to take a back seat. I think she need to go back to the rock that she crawled from under, and she yeah. need to come yeah. back more humble. And like, and try again. And like you or said, just don't she, come back uh, at all. Her and Roland Martin got into it. Um, and uh, she, Monique, she went to Twitter to question whether or not what uh, Mo- Roland Martin has done to fight for equality for Black people. Um, and she uh-huh. responded basically to a generally positive tweet from Roland Martin. That didn't have much of anything to do with her. Um, 
She said to Roland Martin. Uh-uh. She said, uh, "Brother Roland, please listen. We getting ready to do press. I appreciate your fight. However, where's your fight for equality when it comes to your sisters? Let's talk, brother. So, uh, <laughs> Roland Martin, I, he don't have his show no more. Um, but uh, I could, I could like see him sitting there with that ass caught on, uh, talking off ass and shit. But, um, <laughs> so he let off a series of tweets to um, Monique." And he said, uh, he said, anyone who watched my TV One shows, Washington Watch and News One Now know, well, I think he means knows that. They know who I put on as guest panelists, even guest hosts. You don't want to go there with me. He says, but again, Monique, you really need to address the new, no, I'm sorry. You really need to address the email uh, at John Murray read that he said was from uh, at Will Power Packer, that's Will Packer, um, mm-hmm. to your husband. And Will Packer, he's another dude. He puts out a lot of movies and stuff like that. Um, he said, mm-hmm. that is damning. It spoke of how you mistreated the crew, men and women. Either you did or you didn't speak to that. He said, I don't waste my time in silly tit for tats. But Monique, you're going to have to own up your stuff too if you want others to. Says that that Ebony Mad cover you were on with Chris Rock and I am Steve Harvey. I can see that issue. I was told a photo shoot was a horror because of you. Uh, he said, so here's my final point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Monique, you're 100% right about black women. Black men and other people of color getting paid top dollar. But how we treat others impacts how we get paid. Now ask yourself, is it you or every other major black Hollywood player that's the problem? Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, is it you and your husband or is Lee Daniels, Oprah, Tyler Perry, Weir Packer, David... E. Talbert and others the problem. The talent is immense, but life ain't just about who has talent. It also, it's also how we treat everyone else. That's also equality. He said, uh, I sat with you on TV One where I discussed the issue with you and Lee Daniels and Precious. I listened and heard you out. So why all the drama with Almost Christmas where, uh, where you were brilliant? Okay, you should have gotten lots of roles after that ask yourself why you didn't yeah and i saw that movie she was funny as hell in that movie I'm a, I ain't gonna lie. It. yeah it was, it was funny was. yeah it was, she was funny as hell in that movie i ain't gonna she lie was. um he said was it because of what will packer said in that email john i'm sorry i'm sorry y'all my reading all fucked up <laughs> john, <laughs> said was it because of what will packer said in the email john murray read seriously mo you gotta ask yourself tough questions too let's all get paid our worth Let's also demand excellence in how we interact. Uh, he keep going. So on. basically, they're saying she's a bitch and she's hard to work uh-huh. with, and so it continues to follow uh-huh. her. Yeah, now she she crying wolf. Now, one thing I um I saw, uh, I don't know how true it is. Where is it? Uh, oh yeah, here it is. It says that uh, it was it was a. I don't know if it was a meme or whatever, but I saw it said that um, according to, God, to gossip in an Instagram blog, the industry on blast, it said Monique had a chance at a $3 million payday. However, the Oscar winning actress and comedian had a little bit of pride issue that cost her big time. And uh, it was a post. Uh, let me see. Damn, my computer's slowing up. Hold up. All right, here you go. Uh, shit. If you can pull that up. Uh, here it is. Yeah, you got it. No, I got it. I got it. I think. Oh shit! 
Uh, <laughs> it's staying website right here, slow. It's right. Yeah. 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 Close that out for it. Fuck my computer. Ads, um. Yeah, said the controversy with Netflix and actress comedian Monique just won't end. She keeps making videos and doing interviews about only being offered five hundred thousand. I saw speaking on anonymity at Netflix said they are unbothered. Monique contacted us to work on a stand-up comedy special as her return to the circuit, and we spoke about it. The source then went on to explain that she's that since she and her husband contacted them, they only had a limited budget for her project, which much, much of the staff felt was minimal projected views. They asked Monique if she would audition for the staff, and if chosen, she'd get a $3 million payment for the special, and she refused. She asked if Dave Chappelle or Kevin Hart had the audition and then went on a rant about how she's an American, I'm sorry, Academy Award winner. They they agreed she was talented and offered her 500 k with 500000 as payment. Netflix is confused that the amount of time and energy has put into the, this negotiation, this damn, this <laughs> negotiation and alleged that if she had gone about it the right way, contracts would have been signed. So, yeah. So basically, I mean, at this point, they're probably likely not to even try to work with her. Mm-hmm. Period. Yep, and that's probably why. Like, um, I know. Uh, last week we said that. Um, damn, what's her name? Wanda Sykes said that they offer her half of what they offer her, less than half of what they offer Monique or whatever. But she she went somewhere else. She went um to Epics and got her bread. You know what I'm saying? So right. That's why Monique probably couldn't go to like HBO or Showtime where you see some of those other specials because um, no, nobody want her. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to get a little bit more ugly. And then, yeah. And it, I think so too. Yeah. I don't, because I don't see her backing down. And the energy be- between her and her husband, even watching mm-hmm. the video clip of them on the podcast, is very weird. And I don't see it backing. I don't see them backing down at all. I just think it's going to be drawn out. And two, three episodes from now, we ain't right. going to keep talking about her because we done. Not that You're you going to say that. You say that and then when's that she going to say some we, shit about Beyonce? Right. Right. And I'm going to be like, oh, we talking about this on the show. <laughs> if she says anything about Beyonce, it's a wrap. She might as well go ahead and, and purchase her casket because her cute coat. She might as well. And like it's done. Yeah. I don't foresee anybody really working for her after this because even I feel like for white producers, they don't want the hassle, period. First of all, yeah. they don't want to work. Half of them don't want to work with black people, period, but let alone one that's going to be problematic. Right. So that's probably why she didn't, didn't put together her own tour and, and, and go out like that. Because I, I, I'm sure that's what Cat Williams did. Because he, um, I remember like last year around this time, he was like doing the circuit. He had came to South Carolina. Uh, he, I think he did a couple he spots in South twice. Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and then they put his special out a few weeks ago on Netflix. So I think she, if she would have did that, went and, and worked her own special, right? And then set, gave that to Netflix as like, yo, this is what I did. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It would have worked out better for. Her, but yeah, um, I don't think she's uh, she's gonna have to start something new. Good luck. Good yeah. Luck. Yeah, next. Yeah, somebody who might be missed. Y'all, y'all watch uh, ESPN Sports Center and all that. I do. Oh, all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I know y'all heard of Jamel Hill. Yep. Yes. Yeah, she was a 
sports center anchor. She was like the first black woman sports center anchor, whatever. And she got paid, but uh, she's gonna be leaving uh, sports center. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll be exiting the evening news hour to write for the Undefeated, the network sports culture website, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter. So she, she's one year into her four year contract with ESPN, but she'll act as chief correspondent and senior columnist for the site that describes itself as exploring the intersections of race, sports, and culture. Says so she'll also host town halls and will be free to write longer reported pieces. Uh, her last day as anchor on Sports Center will be February 2nd, just days before the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and she got suspended for two weeks for um, calling Donald Trump a white supremacist and saying that he was unfit to serve in the White House. Where is the lie? Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and she didn't. She didn't apologize for what she said or whatever. But she just. Um, well, she said that she deserved to be suspended for two weeks, and that uh, she she was she apologized for putting ESPN in a bad spot. But um, shout out to her, man, because yeah, it was different for the um, to have her and uh, Michael Smith on the, on Sports Center or whatever. But you know, that's Monique can't say shit about her because she was getting a lot of bread mm-hmm. in a um. In a field that was dominated by white men, you Absolutely. know, she came in and she had a coveted spot. So, but uh, I think I don't know. I know, like when they first, I watched it a couple times, but people were saying like it was, um, kind of like their own show. But then eventually, it started going back to how it used to be on Sports Center, whatever for people that watch it. I know her and Michael Smith, how they really got on was they were, you know, what I'm saying a part of ESPN or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they became friends just at work, so they created a podcast, and the podcast got so popular until ESPN gave them their own show, like an afternoon show. Mm-hmm. And then that show got so popular until they made them the anchors on Sports Center. But I think they didn't. I don't know if maybe the numbers weren't as good or, or what, but they kind of changed it from, you know, how they wanted to format it to back to how Sports Center was. But Well, you know, it's a lot more rules when you're on, you know, governed by the FCC versus, you know, having that freedom that you have on a podcast. Right. Mm -hmm. Probably the energy and the people who were, you know, devoted listeners to the podcast when they had to, you know, Mm -hmm. when they started watching on TV, it was kind of like, it's a little different. Yeah, Yeah. because I'm sure it went from being like what they were used to to a lot more watered down, because when you are sitting on TV, um, you there are things that you can't say or you shouldn't say they want you to be more politically correct and mm-hmm. um that wasn't the that wasn't the audience that they had to begin with mm-hmm. so show, when they started out though they show was black as hell i mean it was it was a good i mean it was a sports show and all of that still but it was yeah. black as hell like the first couple episodes of sports and i saw but well, you know, you can't be black as hell on them in, in the middle of the daytime like that. Whenever you, you can't, you can't hardly do that now. Only person that get away with saying real dumb shit on TV, well, I don't want to even, yeah, real dumb shit or real politically incorrect shit right now is the Cheeto Man. man. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, when, I, when I say it was black as hell, like, I don't mean like they would say dumb shit or politically incorrect shit, but like they ref, their references would be like cultural references that right. black, only black people would get. Like they'll say some shit about like, um, coming to america type shit or yeah but then you gotta know for probably tv execs to them that's not that when i said dumb shit i'm speaking from a caucasian's point of view probably they can't have you that that ain't allowed and they would consider that dumb shit i mean even though most of them have probably seen coming to america but maybe not i don't really know i feel like that's a big time movie but i'm black 
like a black person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. That's why I say I feel like that's like a big time movie, but I'm like, wait, I'm black. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. keeping it uh, uh on a sports tip, kind of sports slash comedy. You know, su- Super Bowl coming up, and uh, you know, the commercials are a big thing. But somebody who's getting a, a big commercial, um, with a new sponsorship is uh, Tiffany Haddish, um. She's gonna be uh, doing a Groupon commercial, or whatever. So they, they, it cost them more than five million dollars for a thirty-second commercial. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, and she's the new spokesperson, spokesperson for Groupon, and she got. It, I guess it was kind of organic how she got the deal because when she was doing press for Girls Trip, I remember she was on one show, and mm-hmm. she was talking about how um, her, Will, and Jada had went out or whatever. And mm-hmm. she got them a Groupon to do a, a swamp trip or whatever, like a swamp tour. And like Jada didn't know what the fuck Groupon was or whatever. Like it was real <laughs> funny, but it was really they, funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they you know what I'm saying? They did the um they did the swamp tour on Groupon or whatever. And I guess, you know what I'm saying, because it was so big or whatever, you know what I'm saying, Groupon hollered at her. So yeah. so shout out to her, you know what I'm saying? I, I think mean, everybody heard her tell that story on mm-hmm. Jimmy. Yes. It, yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, it was yeah, funny. Yeah. It was funny. I was dying when I first initially heard that story. Yeah. I just love how she interviews. Like, like you said before, uh, her energy is just so like real and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. natural. Mm-hmm. If y'all ever want to um like hear more of her story, because like she, you know what I'm saying, you she'll tell her story a, a whole lot, but like hear it. Like I heard it a few years ago. It was a pod, It's a podcast. Like I mean, I've been. Aware of her because she was on like Comic View or whatever a long time ago, or whatever. But she was um on this podcast called The Champs, um, and she tell her story like they they don't do their podcast no more. But one of the guys is one of the creators of the Chappelle Show, oh, um, okay. Neil Brennan, the white guy, or whatever. But um, she was on there. She was like talking about her story or whatever. And it's a real. She had a real, real like hard life or whatever. But yeah. you know, what I'm saying to see her finally like popping, like how she popping. Like it's good, but yeah, that Groupon shit is that's good. So you probably see her on a whole bunch of commercials after a while, though. Well, she narrates her her book to uh, Black Unicorn, or yeah, mm-hmm. she tells her story in that book too. So. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So yeah. you'll get to hear in her own voice yeah. in her own book too. So. I forgot she that's had that. What I love about the audio books, hearing it in their voice. Yeah, yeah. So you 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 have that? I haven't. It's it's being held in my uh, Audible, so I can read that. All right. While we're here, we about to have a little uh, uh, learning session. How does Audible work? I mean, it's just it's just like um, you know any other kind of site. You pay monthly, mm-hmm. you earn credits every month, and depending on how many credits your book is worth, like you know, you'll put two credits towards this book, and it just downloads into your uh, Audible account. So it- you can listen anytime. So mm-hmm. I don't have to like stream it or whatever. I can download it to mm-hmm. my own. I play it in my car. Like I turn, you know, I turn on Audible and hit play. And as long as my phone is Bluetooth to my car, it'll play in my car. But I mean, like I can download, like I can turn, like I don't have to be, have a good signal to listen to, you know, so I can be like in the country somewhere and listen to yeah, it. Yeah. If you download, oh, yeah. Yeah, download it into your app. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. So, but I can I don't have to worry about the credits. I can actually buy the book. Or too, you right? can buy, yeah. Or you can buy it. Or yeah. do it. Does it give me like a, a PDF or the real word book? Nah. Just audible. Audible just, book. It's just audio. Word. Yeah. So I'm that's a, why I have Kindle. I have Kindle if I want. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say you have to have Kindle in order, like if you want the actual 
PDF of the book. Then. Also, mm-hmm. but I mean, will it get? It won't give you both with Audible. No, you just well, gonna be. Okay, this is, I'm sorry, y'all listening. I'm just trying to. Find <laughs> so, what if I get Kindle? Uh huh. The Kindle app or whatever. Then it's ten dollars a month, and it's I think I think the Kindle Unlimited is just un, it's unlimited read. Like yeah, it's unlimited read, but there's no audio. Yeah, there's no oh, audio. Oh, that's how they get you. Well, shit, I don't need Kindle because I can get it on um, the I, I, I book shit. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, any kind of, yeah. Oh, but uh, just to get but audio. audio is just going audible. to be audible. Yeah. Word. I'm, yeah. I kind of like the real book. Just the, when people come to the house. That's what, that's what I was getting ready to say. So I used to have a Kindle. And then uh, when I got my iPad, and then I just had the Kindle app and um, I, for like a brief moment, I was real into like the electron, like having the book electronically, like I was buying them all. So my Kindle stash is pretty healthy, but I went, I reverted back. All I have all the books I buy. Uh, if you follow me on social media, you know, I'm always getting book packages. My girlfriend, ever since my birthday, 2016, she's mm-hmm. been surprising me with books mm-hmm. and that's like my favorite thing. And I always say like, I want a library in my house. I love to read. Yeah. And I get books all the time, all the time. I, like I have to have pages. Like I'm yeah, physically turning the pages. Mm-hmm. And another weird thing that I've recently started liking thrifted books. Like I like hmm. the used ones. Hmm. I like. I don't. It's it's not it, like creepy to be like I like turning pages someone else's turn. But in my mind, especially like uh, the Four Agreements, or one of my favorite books. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a book of like life lessons, like the basis of a lot of things mm-hmm. for me. And I like knowing like I read this. I'm reading this book now, but someone has read it before me and are getting the same jewels that I got. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they grew from it. They learned from it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's weird. But do you yeah, have so. bookstores there? There's a. Yes. Yeah. So there's book. There's a bookshare bookstore here where you can take your books that you've read and you don't want to keep anymore and then you just change them out for a book yep. that they have that you want to keep. That's so. it. And- that just that just doesn't work for me because I want all the books. So yeah, I get the thrifted books, but they stop here. I want them all. <laughs> I don't ever want to give them away or do anything with them. I want all the books. So yeah, but I like the idea of that. That's really cool, you know, for people that are you know, don't mind, like but I have a strong right attachment. I, you know, that that was cool or whatever, but it's, you know, it's probably not something I'm going to ever want to read again. So they'll just, you know, take that book. Yeah. You know, get something else and change it out. Change mm. it out. Wow. So y'all feel smarter now, listeners? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Y'all feel smarter? Shut up. Speaking of nigger. Uh-oh. An Alabama teacher admits to telling students to turn the nigger tunes off after they played Tupac in class. Oh, oh! First of all, for uh, uh-uh. uh, you ain't gonna talk about my husband like that. Let's let's just get this clear, okay? All right. Don't. An Alabama high high school, and I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask you something about Tupac after this. Anyway, an Alabama high school teacher was placed on paid leave for using a racial slur oh to complain God. about music students were playing in class last week. Students are allowed to listen to music in teacher Teddy Butcher's food and nutrition class, but they said she complained about a song they chose on Friday while working on a project. The students were listening to Dear Mama by Tupac when the white teacher returned to class. According to multiple witnesses, Butcher told the students to turn the nigger tunes off. 
Students and their parents complained to Hoover High School administrators, and Butcher admitted to using the slur. Butcher told the school superintendent that she was upset by profanity in the 1995 song, but parents Shanita Morrow said the lyrics do not contain any foul language. Morrow, who is black, said she's concerned about the comfort level Butcher displayed in using the slur. School officials said Butcher apologized to students Monday, and she met privately with Morrow and her daughter. After meeting with her, it's just baffling to me how someone does not understand the severity of the weight of that word, Morrow said. The incident remains under investigation, but students said school officials have made them delete video evidence of Butcher using the slur. So, yeah, that was uh, that. Well, first of all, being from Alabama, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't understand how Morrow doesn't understand the comfort level right. yeah, <laughs> of a yeah, white person in yeah. Alabama using that yeah. word. She said she say nigga a hundred times before she brush her teeth. Right. That's like her lip exercise. Yeah. Nigga, nigga, nigga. Right. Yeah, nigga, nigga. <laughs> right. Yeah. You got to know where you at first. I don't. So and I don't feel like that makes it right. But you got to really know where you at before you just be so baffled and so shocked. Okay. One thing. Any, I'm go ahead. Nah, I do well. She admitted to saying "nigga," so them kids weren't lying about that. Right? Them niggas was lying about them playing motherfucking Tupac. I do not believe that. Their mama came out in like nineteen ninety four. They weren't even born. Them kids weren't born to nobody hear no, no Tupac. They was playing little. What? what? They was playing no. A Why you? They could have been huh? So I, I have. I feel like they. I do understand your point about what they could have been playing. However. I, some people grow their children up in the manner in which they need to be grown up, right. so they know I, the song, still, and it's, it's possible. And it it's might have been in the video, still playing. Yeah, that's what, and see that I, I feel like the kids might be, you know, what I'm saying they. Well, I'm saying, dear mama, could have been playing in the video evidence when the lady was saying what she oh, said. Yeah, yeah. So they they do have a reference to what they were listening to. Yeah, but and see, that's why I don't believe all of the kids will have deleted. All of the video. Well, them you know kids ain't stupid. They, Exa- they exactly. ain't deleted that video. Exactly. So if, if the video come out, um, I I I bet you know what I'm saying they probably was playing some Twenty One Savage or some uh <laughs> something like that. Cause when they, when I heard the name of the song "Dip Mama" by Tupac, I was like, that's the cleanest one he got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is. That is. And then I was just like, you know, it ain't Mother's Day because you know black folk wear that song yeah. out on Mama on Mother's Day. So <laughs> I don't. I I'm. I'm following you only because this generation is really, I don't want to say into the trash music. I get so much backlash for what yeah, I think about, about some of the rap shit. these days. <laughs> but they probably were listening to the, the Uzi or the Yachty or whomever Yachty. else. Yachty. Yeah. 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 That's the only that's the only thing I don't like about that. I don't believe y'all little niggas. Y'all little <laughs> niggas was playing your little Yachty. And then not only that, I feel like if they was listening to Tupac, they was listening to more like Hit em yeah. Up Tupac, uh-huh. not Dear Mama Tupac. <laughs> you said something about Tupac. I watched that Tupac movie last night. It was on HBO. Did, did you enjoy that, you being a Tupac fan? So my stance, I did not want to see it. I am very, I am very... Uh, I just don't like things to be messed up. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he did really good at voicing and being transparent and putting his life out there for us. I didn't want to watch the movie and be upset or be like, that's untrue or, and I I am that way with a lot of movies that they're like, Oh, let me 
do X, Y, and Z in somebody's life. I think the last one that I've seen that was like that was the the B.I.G. movie for Biggie. Mm-hmm. And I only watched that one because I wasn't as big a Biggie fan as I was Tupac. So I relatively didn't know much of anything. Yes. And so um, I wanted to know a little bit and it prompted me to like dig further a little bit and, and I still uncovered some lies and his quote unquote best friend directed the movie or whatever. So I just didn't, I didn't want to be tainted. I didn't, I didn't want to. I, uh-uh. I bought a ticket and I didn't go. Yeah. With the, with the Tupac movie, you know, I think some of the, and I didn't watch it either because of so many people saying, you know, there, there are so many inaccuracies and they could have easily talk to the people that they had, you know, incorrect information on those scenes and, and gotten, you know, correct information. So I didn't want to watch it because after hearing all of the backlash about, you know, just how it didn't really depict him, you know, accurately. But the Biggie one was actually pretty good. I hated I, that I, movie. I watched it, I mean, I, I thought it was, it was good for me because I, like I said, I didn't really, I knew his songs. I mean, but I, I Girl, I could rap anything for real, for real. But <laughs> I didn't know like about you know him or and I listening to Little Kim like rapping mm-hmm. her shit like fluently. I knew that they had a thing, but I didn't know the basis of the thing. You know what I'm saying? I knew he married Faith Evans, but I didn't know the basis of. So that's why I watched mm-hmm. it, and I hadn't watched one since then. Mm-hmm. And I bought a ticket to support, but I knew before it even came out that I wasn't gonna go. And then after the backlash, I felt like that was confirmation. And then when the producer director whoever was like well it wasn't a movie to necessarily tell it was to tell about how it was but also embellish to maybe how things could have been I didn't like it because you can't embellish Tupac to what things could have been he ain't here he ain't here to tell it he I don't like it was some of the uh, it was better than the biggie movie to me I didn't like the biggie movie but it was um it was like some dudes from the outlaws like in the movie so I don't know what parts they could have got fucked up but the main if that was the case, why wouldn't they have one of the main points in the movie? I don't want to say the main points, but why wouldn't they? Okay, you have some of the outlaws in there, but why wouldn't you have Jada be a part? Especially the way how that I've been told they tried to make the him and Jada relationship be. Mm-hmm. If it was so pivotal, why not have her involved? Because she is still here to tell the story. Right. That, mo- that that part, their relationship in the movie wasn't like, it it was just like they was friends, like you. They was like friends through high school or whatever, or through life. But it wasn't like I don't know. I didn't get. They didn't. To me, I didn't get it that they were super close like that. Like they were close, but they would see each other. It's, you know what I'm saying from time to time. But but I don't know, man. I mean, I I think it was. I think they were closer than it depicted in the movie. But I don't know. I ain't saw no big huge problem. She ain't really. I don't part know. in the movie like that. They're, they're, she, I know um, there were instances where she was like, there's one part of the movie where it was like Pop read her the note, the letter that he wrote for her or the poem that he wrote for her. And she was like, that was never, he never read that to her. Like she never even really knew it existed until I, I'm almost sure, certain like after he yeah. passed. I don't know. Pac for me is just like a very touchy subject. I, I, you ain't been on my Facebook for a long, t- a long time, but I literally anything that is Pac has been shared on my page. I reshare it when I get the memory. Everybody knows like that. I always refer to him as the only man I would have ever married. I no, mm. it that is was, no. 
I, I know. No, 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 no. Didn't see the movie. And, and to this day, I still don't wish to you see You know, the one thing I hated about the movie was when he got shot, he had on a Duke jersey, and they didn't have him on the Duke jersey. They, he just had on the jersey. But they probably couldn't put it on. That I was. I don't know why that pissed me off. It had, probably would have had to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know how you know how that goes. But, uh, um, well, yeah, when you, uh, this bringing up Tupac in his last story made me think about that. And the little niggas lying, they was listening to 21 Savage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking a little bad, he don't huh? say Go nothing. ahead. I would say 21 Savage don't say nothing but 21 in cuss words. <laughs> That's all I ever heard. <laughs> now we sound old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I ain't gonna talk about them kids because in that movie they was they was playing the hump the hump the um song or whatever and I was like this nigga walking around with a fake nose on ain't nobody say shit about him back in the day so they can't say shit about these kids now with their purple hair and red hair and shit um have y'all been hearing about like people uh beekeepers they they like bees getting fucked up and shit no yeah it was one story I saw um I forgot where they were but it was a um. Like uh, I, I guess they were Mexican or whatever, but they had like a whole bunch of bees, and they would you, you know what I'm saying they that was their livelihood, their money mm-hmm. was somebody came by and killed all of their bees. Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah, and I think they they lost like sixty thousand dollars worth of bees or something like that. Oh yeah, my they god! Set up a GoFundMe. So then when I saw this story right here, it um made me think about about that too. Um. But this one is about uh, two two boys, um, age twelve and thirteen. So they're facing ten years in prison after killing half a million bees. Um, uh, let me see. It says uh, Justin and Tori Engelhart, who own Wild Honey, Wild Hill Honey in Sioux City. Where's Sioux City? Uh, Iowa. Yeah, mm-hmm. Say so they went to check on their honeybee hives on the morning of December twenty eighth and found all fifty of their hives destroyed. It said uh, it resulted in the death of over 500,000 bees. Oh, yeah, more than $60,000 loss of their business. Um, said whoever did it, they broke into the shed, took all of their equipment and threw it out in the snow, and they smashed whatever they could. Um, so they just destroyed everything. They didn't steal nothing. Um, and it said uh, they couldn't get insurance because insurance companies won't cover bees. So uh, they had to set up a GoFundMe page to keep their business afloat. But they, I don't know how they caught the boys or whatever, but um, yeah, that was kind of fucked up ass story. I saw these little boys and you in Sioux City, Iowa. And you know how they, old were they? 12, 13. So it wasn't no little niggas. Little mean, white boys. What was the point? I guess you. I, I don't, I don't, for one, so the story just sounds really evil to me just because, um, <sighs> Ain't no secret. I think most of these Caucasians are real evil. But they just, the fact that they just want to go and just, like, yeah. just kill up some shit all the time. They just bees. And not even realizing that these bees that you kill is this family's livelihood, number one, or number two, whatever point I'm on. But then another point I got to make is these Caucasians are going to jail for killing bees, and we can't get one Caucasian to go to jail for some it black lives. I can't. You know how I'm many so they done. Had days so when they made the news? Mm hmm. I'm, it, it pisses me off and I just this is why I be so wow this is why when I leave my house and I after doing this podcast and I'm gonna go to work and I'm glad like on the weekends I work by myself because I can't have any interaction today because mm-hmm. I'm just be looking like 
Oh, y'all around right here killing bees and going to jail, but you can't go to jail because you killed my brother so-and-so. Like, this is no, why when I don't I'm feeling time. extra black, I look extra black when I go to work. So, oh. you know, right. oh, this is, this right. is the, the mood that I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling my blackness, and I need you to understand where I'm coming from. So you need to temper your expectations of my responses accordingly. Mm. Right, Fred. Like that's how I used to be whenever I worked at um the Chamber of Commerce in Texas. Mm-hmm. I worked with ca- all Caucasians. I was the only black person in the building. Yeah. I wore my dashiki regularly. I had my fro out all the time, and I sat on a lot of different boards with o- old Caucasians that didn't really have a filter and didn't realize a lot of the things they said were a whole problem. And that was another reason I didn't have no problem leaving that job because it really tested who I was. Like, how can I be so black and I have this job where these people constantly try me and I don't even think they're aware that they try right. me. I was gonna say, let they me get, realize that they're... Right. Let me get the hell on from around here before I be done come up in here mm-hmm. on some real real ridiculous type shit. But yeah, I... No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm. And I hope they get the time. Honestly, if if this is the only way we're gonna be able to lock up these evil people, then lock them all up. Let them all of them be out here killing animals and bees and whatever else, and just lock like them all. They up. say about us, that's one less on the sh- right. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. One less out here spreading evil and hate because I swear that's the basis in which they are created. Exactly. Well, somebody else who was trying to steal some honey, Nelly. <laughs> 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 been listening to Donald Trump and yeah. grabbing these women by the pussy. Yeah, oh my y'all know, God. like a few weeks, well, maybe a few months ago, he was accused of uh, mm-hmm. sex, well, raping this woman. Yeah, a sexual on the assault. Tour bus or something, yeah, on the right? tour bus, but that came drop. Right. Um, but now it's two more women accused Nelly of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the accusers, she alleges Nelly, who's well, we know his real name, say he stuck his hand up her dress. At a concert after party in June 2016, uh, says according to an amended complaint initially filed by accuser. Damn, they got her name on here, Monique Green. The second new accuser claims the rapper. Damn, he 43. <laughs> he did. He did a uh uh what's 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 that comedian name? Oh man, what's his name? Louis C.K. He did a Louis mm. and masturbated in front of her in the dressing room after the concert in December 2017. She also claims. Nelly grabbed her head in an attempt to demand oral sex. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I so, don't uh, even have any words. So, uh, and Nelly, he, uh, didn't Nelly have a, a Cheerios commercial, a Honey Nut Cheerios mm-hmm. commercial? Yeah. So Nelly fuck with the bees, too. <laughs> Shout out to Nelly. <laughs> Shout out to Nelly. Uh, did, you, did you see the post that his girlfriend... Oh, wait, are they engaged? I don't know. Miss Jackson. Uh, Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, Miss Jackson posted about some of the times she was there and these women are mm-hmm. lying. You can't, Do nowadays you, you can't step out there like that because you don't know, man. You might have your days fucked up. Right. And that nigga did and now you looking like a whole fool. Pretty much. This is, this is true. I just feel like with there being so much going mm-hmm. on right now in regards to this, I just, look, if you... I ain't saying she ain't got no business about herself, or but go on the road with this man and or don't kill your ass on the road. Or better yet, don't leave these women alone. If they ain't offering it, then don't. Because I was at one point like, nah, these people can't. All these people can't be doing this. But then I've kind of gotten to a place where I'm like, 
well, they are used to having pussy thrown at them all yeah. the time. They used to being able to just have what they want when they want it, however they mm-hmm. want it. So if there is an instance where someone isn't interested, I do feel like they kind of get like, what you mean? No, like what you like, you know who I am type mm-hmm. thing. And, uh, and sometimes the dudes, they pick the wrong women. And what I mean by that is they pick the women who just want to come backstage you know what I'm saying? A lot of times they'll pick a woman who right. want to do something, so they'll come at stage, they'll get it on, you right. know what I'm saying? But sometimes the women just want to be there with them, chill, hang out, drink, or whatever. Like, I really right. just want to have my picture taken mm-hmm. with you backstage. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they go backstage to have fun and then wind up with a dick being thrust in their face or whatever, so. Yeah. They need to they need to start remembering the women that's throwing their panties and bras up on them stages and right. take them back there. Cause they the ones right. that want it. Don't be don't be trying to pull a little so and so from in the corner. That's just like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm meeting you. Can we get a picture? I've seen that happen so many times where like the dude to get his boy, or whatever, to get the girl to come and like, damn, I done seen that happen a lot of times. So I know that shit happened, but there yeah. should just be like a special bracelet. You know, they give you the little bracelets at the <laughs> concerts. You know, the I want to get, I want to get right, and I'm just- right. You, the you fucking bracelet exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I want to get fucked. Damn, that sounds like a skit. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a skit for a show. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but somebody else who I think. The you fucking what bracelet. Now? I said the you fucking bracelet? Yeah. Question mark. Yeah. You fucking? Yeah, like the What Would Jesus Do bracelets were really popular. I think we might need to, mm-hmm. we might need to look into the that. YFB. Yeah. The YFB. YFBB. Mm-hmm. You fucking backstage bracelet. <laughs> but i uh somebody else who came out uh you know russell simmons he's Mm -hmm. he got all these rape allegations that right now is up to 13 um his his um ex-wife kamora lee yeah she came out and she says um there's nothing like the person i've known in all that time uh she says i've known him to be a caring and supportive father who has worked tirelessly to uplift disenfranchised communities um but that was her statement but uh shit i'm sure camille cosby probably feel the same well i don't know camille probably knew the shit bill was doing but i, I mean so here's my issue though kamara was a teenager when russell met her exactly so uh, i kind of feel like yeah you knew him all your life but he also had to ask your parents permission for permission so, yeah and he was 30 right and like, you were what, like 14, 16 or 17. 15. Oh, he, she, she was, was that young? She was young. Yeah. She was probably 16 when she went over to overseas. Oh, him. she went overseas she, with him. She met it. She met him way before that. That's that's creepy and disgusting. And she was they were she was really young whenever they got married. Right. Yeah, she was like 17. So, right. I think she might have been right at 18. Like right. they did it as mm-hmm. soon as mm-hmm. they could. Right. As soon. So, and for me, I I feel like I don't know. I mean, that is, I guess, considering that she, they knew each other since she was much younger. It is kind of predatory to me. Yeah, kind of predatory. And I I had to be, and I, and I have, and I. Okay, so it is predatory. But another thing too is I'm thinking back for me. Mm -hmm. I remember being 19 and I was dating a woman that was 31. You know what I'm saying? But. No, I'm sorry, I got a bad <laughs> mind. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> she definitely did not. She was quite the prude, actually. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Um, I 31. thinking of, thinking about that 
Brent, like you don't don't get don't get me to tell you why she was approved, okay? Because that's going to lead us elsewhere. You know how the, my stories are. You know how my mind going, and you got to go to work, right. girl. We'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> she was approved because she had time. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, I feel thinking about that. I'm just like, well, dang, was that predatory? But then she didn't know me. You know what I'm saying? At 14 and 15, mm-hmm. and carrying on to. I feel like that's where that's why it's predatory. The fact that they had already established some type of relationship from younger and then boom, you turn 18 and now you married. Like, so were you looking at her this whole time in that manner? Yeah, of course. Of well, course. Wikipedia, Wikipedia that's the claims it. that they met when she was 17. I feel like I watched a documentary that indicated otherwise. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, because yeah, I feel like I knew what you were talking about when you said mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. but you know, people are backtrack now and try to clean shit up all the time. What, where the truth of the matter is, parents been long giving their kids to predators for the yeah, longest absolutely. time. Absolutely, especially for monetary uh, gain. Especially. Right, especially. That's only, th- this is why R. Kelly's still flourishing. Yep. And I am not on the train. I do not like him by any means. Ever since I was a little kid, I didn't like him. And at this point in my life, I do not listen to his yeah. music. I was I follow someone on Instagram that I really like. And she was in the car dancing to uh, one of his songs. And I had to scroll immediately. Like hearing him sing anything in my mind, anything, any sexual act he's talking about. He's talking about it with kids. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I ain't fucking with it. I'm not at all. I can't fuck with him. I can't. I'm glad Ty Ty sprayed his ass on on the uh, Best of Both Worlds tour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of young, <laughs> the youngest 20, 20, the youngest district judge in Pennsylvania is 27 year old, and he's a black guy. Uh, his name is Hanif Johnson. Uh, so shout out to that young man, 27 years old. I know. Yeah. Come on, come on, black man. Doing yeah. big things. Uh, when I was 27 years old, I was not thinking about judging anything but some Jordans. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, I will say, you know, we got the um, the new young mayor, and is, it, is he a mayor? In uh, Birmingham, and we've got, uh, is she also a mayor, the, the black female in uh, Compton? Oh yeah, she, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, young, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. young black people are doing mm-hmm. doing big things. Mm-hmm. Definitely are. Yeah. I think we had a young young judge or something here in South Carolina, like the youngest judge. Period. She was like twenty three yeah. or twenty four. Oh, I think I do remember. That was reading a couple that. years ago. So yeah, that was a couple. Yeah, so years shout ago. out to these young people. You know That's what I'm right. saying? Got their mind on right. You know, hanging yeah. out here being foolish. Yeah, so uh let's see what else we got uh related to all of this. I don't know. I don't know if y'all saw this. This ain't related to shit, but uh Flavor Flavor got his ass whooped <laughs> in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> um He I did I saw something about that, but I didn't click on it. And then the next post I saw about him is him playing the piano and like everybody's like, Oh my god, who knew he could play the piano so oh, good? So, oh, okay, like, okay. So yeah, I saw that. I don't know if y'all <laughs> y'all saw that he the, the man said that uh, Flav uh, disrespected his mama or whatever and Flav beat him <laughs> up. You know what I'm saying? They beat Flav up or whatever. But I don't know, man. Flav almost 60. Right. Right. I feel like he's so fragile. I don't feel like if he did disrespect your mama, maybe you should have, like, roughed him up a little bit, like, grab mm-hmm. him up by his shirt or something, yoke his ass up. But don't beat him up. I just, I don't like 
when people get past a certain age, they like no matter how cool or hip they yeah. may look or how the black don't crack, don't you don't touch old right. folk. You don't do that. Unless uh, look, look, I was gonna say unless they oh, can't. Oh, <laughs> I hope your friends are here. Shout out to your friends. <laughs> Listen, disregard right. that part, y'all. Sometimes <laughs> I was thinking about that way another day, and I was telling my girlfriend like the military better let your ass come because that's just gonna be a lot. Um, I'm doing it because I love her. I love her life, but you got. Well, I mean, me, think you're gonna be the and, only you know, black face in the building. Well, no, her wife is in the army, so she. I and I've seen her on via social media that her wife does have uh black people in in her in her circle i mean but still it's look it's gonna be a lot of them and i don't even sometimes i don't even go to my own family reunion sometimes because <laughs> too i don't want to be let alone go be in a place that of in a castle up somewhere in north carolina and and be around Caucasians the whole day. I was like, "What we eating?" Like, I need. I don't need to be. I don't want to have to text you and be like, "Girl, look at this. Look at that." I need you to be beside me so I can nudge your ass. This is the type of support I need. I need right. nudging right. support. But I mean, it sounds okay. like you're going to a, a, a progressive wedding, so you know it might be some progressive thinking people there. Yeah, you know it sounds about? like it's going to be diverse. I mean. I mean, and they are, they are, they're very diverse. And that is what I love about them. They're very diverse. They really are open to, you know, anybody. They just love people. They love, they just want everybody to be treated equal. And and that's why I fuck with her. It's just still going to be a lot of them. And, and also because just because they are that way doesn't necessarily mean everybody that they fuck with are that way. So it, you got to be mindful. I'm going in this and I'm not so much as worried about the people that are about our age, but these people also come with parents. So whose parents is going to be there? Whose aunties and uncles is going to be there? Who grandparents going to be there? Because them the ones that will have me likely to slap this oh piss my. out of their ass. You know? Violent. So, I, well, this makes sure they ain't <laughs> over 60 and you might be all right, you know. I mean, well, if, you know the Caucasians don't. The Caucasians don't oh. count. Like, you can slap them and feel the I think <laughs> that's only for black. Get you some relief before you go to work. Where your girl at? Oh, oh, I got that under. I'm still oh, really drunk right now. We had date night last night. <laughs> I was like, last night I was, I was like, oh, man, you should bring me an edible. Like, I, I, I think I want an edible, and I was just like, nah, never mind. She's like, right, because you got to get on the show in the morning, and and so far you've been on the show after edibles oh, every week. I was like, you're right, but then I just, <laughs> yeah, we talked about it last week. You was like, Courtney, every week you on the show, and you be, wow, you, you be having an edible. Like that should be a prerequisite. Yeah, because we so right, right. I don't know. But when, when we was in um the bar last night, it was so strong in there, and I started looking around like a fool. And she was like, "You smell it," and I'm like, "Bruh, I need to know where they at. Like, I want, I need to take a pull. Like, where, where they at? Where they at?" And I was like, "Let me just sit my ass down and drink this cider and eat this pizza." Cause I got, I gotta be on the show. Well, uh, we appreciate you for uh, being semi sober for us today. <laughs> well, you know, I'm gonna get drunk next I, you week. You know, I'm here. Just. For- yeah, you got I a plan? I do, because you know the liquor stores here closed on Sunday. Right. Oh, look, look, because I was like, I can't relate, because even, I don't I don't even know if the liquor stores here closed on Sunday or not, but you know, my woman in the military, we'll ride on, uh, on base in a second. 
uh, one thing we do not tolerate is a dry house. That is that is against the law. <laughs> My bad. That makes me remember when we went on vacation, um, we came to South Carolina because she got a tattoo by uh, my mm-hmm. the guy that I always get my work done from. And we were in Myrtle Beach and it was, a, I think it was Saturday. And we went to Calabash with my dad because mm-hmm. she had never had Calabash before. And um, she was like, we need to go get liquor. We need to go get liquor. And we go to the alcohol store. And she was like, why look close? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. We go walking in there. And we couldn't get on the liquor side. And she had this look on her like I'll never forget the look on her face. So first of all, her being military and then not having ever doesn't know the meaning of the liquor store is closed or you can only buy beer and wine. There is no like liquor. Texas, uh, okay, Texas so she's she's a military brand. Um. Mostly. Yeah. So um she the look on her face we stood on, on the beer and liquor aisle of the store for like 40 minutes and so the owner came and was like i know i know but i have a wine and it has the i have this wine it's like 40 dollars a bottle or 30 dollars a bottle but it has the highest level of alcohol of anything that i have in here right now other than liquor and this is all i got for you and i think we bought one or two bottles and we just had to make it do what it do and i felt so sad she was like we never live in south carolina um make sure i don't ever get stationed here and i was like yeah, you got a plan. You absolutely i remember going Sam's thinking I was about to stock up and it was a Sunday. I had a buggy full of like beer and stuff. I had everything. And I pull up to the to the checkout and I take all my stuff out. And they're like, um, ma'am, it's Sunday. I mean, you could have just pushed me over with a feather because I was like (laughs) sometimes let you buy looking depending on what kind of you in though. They let you yeah, Ori County, because me and my dad used to drive to oh, Ori so County can, so we could have and, us or, in Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and in some places, even like, uh, I mean, just recently, like certain stores in certain places, like in other places in the state, you can buy stuff on Sunday. Buy I just beer. feel like we just need to change that. I mean, really, uh, who, who are we saving by know. not letting you buy liquor on Sundays? These people, you know, if it's that bad, they're just going to get it and mm-hmm. have it. So why are you preventing people from buying it on a certain day yep, like, I, don't get that it. Go? I don't get it and i didn't i feel like the whenever i did used to live in south carolina i don't remember it being like after six or seven you could only buy beer or wine um yeah. at like from the store i don't recall that i used to go to mickey fans all the time but i don't recall that being a thing like I, I don't know if it's new or not but i'm like you know motherfuckers get real drunk off beer too like i'm i, I, I don't yeah. understand why separating one from the other like people get real drunk off wine too i know i'm one of the people and you can go to a restaurant on sunday and get alcohol, get alcohol yeah, yeah you can so I, it's just so back into that was just 2007 oh for real when they, yeah so oh. that is the wall for florence anyway oh okay okay 2007. yeah i don't think i, don't I was. Know. Then. Yeah, I know I wasn't living here then. I wasn't in I wasn't in South Carolina in 2007. Well, I just well I graduated high school, but I left right after that. But I don't Hold even up. when I did live there, Do I didn't. You know how old she is, y'all. <laughs> she is 29 years old, and she ain't shame. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I hope I hope your plans go well. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> I encourage all the wrong shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Black Panther won't be coming out that weekend yet. So no, yeah, no. Well, yeah, that that 
What so what day are you going to see it, Courtney? I'm probably gonna go the Sunday of opening or the Monday. Okay. Yeah, I like matinees. I guess oh. I'm old. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It's something I don't like going in the theater and coming out in it. Like I don't like going in and day and coming out is night. I feel like I've lost a lot of time, and oh, I don't yeah. really care to go in when it's already dark because then I feel like I'm with all the little teeny boppers that's on dates and carrying on. Mm. I like to go on Sundays or Monday or anytime during the week during the day. Yeah, me too. That's when I go to the movies as well. I don't like the I don't like the crowds mm-hmm. like that. Me either. me either. Give me a give me a ten or eleven thirty showing and I'm in there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know when I'm going to see it. I'll I'll decide. <sighs> Did you buy your ticket already though? At least like like how we how I said like buy it and then don't go and then still just go later. Who me? Yeah. That sounds like wasting. Twelve dollars. But it's support for like opening opening weekend. Right, because they only whenever they first do the numbers, they only do it initially for opening weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I bought my ticket for that weekend, even if I don't go, and then I'll just I, which I'm probably not. I just thought about it because my girlfriend is gonna be gone. The military's taking her away for a little while, and she don't come back till toward the end of February. So I'm gonna buy it, and I won't go, and I'm gonna wait for her. So, so you, look at that. Ooh, I can't wait. I can't wait that long. I'm uh. I'm gonna go. See I might it. just see but it I twice. About the damn if, I'm gonna get my ticket well, when I go, go see Sunday. Because they, they got their, uh, they already got their eighty million, uh, however many million pre-sale tickets sold. And but we need to break records. They broke right. They broke it. They broke the record. No, we need to keep yeah. breaking it some we more. To, we need to break the record for um, Let me tell opening you weekend. Y'all so black, and I love it. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> 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 my black. <laughs> is also <laughs> is also governed by my greenness. Green in my pockets. If I, had, but, uh, if I got a dollar every time I hear you're so black and I love it, but, but yeah. right, but shout out to them rich niggas who made that movie, right? Who who directed that? Ryan Coogler? I think I don't know. It wasn't Ava. But uh shout out to them. Yeah, I'm gonna go see it. God damn. Y'all y'all about to make me buy an extra fucking ticket. <laughs> well then you better go Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, you better go. Not even finna play the radio with you. Yeah. So, I'll go see it. Everybody black car getting pulled. I ain't lying. I'm on put I'm you know how the, the vegans be on, on they say the vegans be on patrol. Mm-hmm. I'm on patrol, bitch. I am on patrol. Right. Let me if I see one black person on any of my social media talking about watch Black Panther on this site for free. Oh, uh, they yeah. and uh, they fire sticking and bootlegging and I'm I'm going in. Oh, I'm, or, or, I'm definitely reporting niggas. <laughs> yes. I am I'm, you getting report in. Okay. I'm gonna have my. I I'm not gonna tolerate that shit this time. No. Did y'all see that meme where it was like, so if Black Panther sucks, are we still gonna oh, act yeah. like? It's yes, like I did. Fucking loop. And I shared. I shared it, and I said, y'all gonna go see this damn movie, and y'all gonna like it, because even if you don't like it, you fucking like it. Yeah. They will not win. They will not win. You like this damn movie. No, that's right. I, I expect it to be good. Though. I think so too. Yeah. I I do too. I I I think. I don't. I just in my mind, it just can't be bad. Yeah. Yeah, because they ain't made no bad movies yet out of all of them movies they made. So Mm-mm. is this was this the Marvel? Is this that the Marvel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marvel yep. Universe. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I had- Courtney, let everybody know where they can find you on your social media and shit. On Instagram, I am lovecurls underscore. On Twitter, I am lovecurls three underscores. And on Snapchat, I am lovecurls thirteen. 
Professor P, you want to be found? I don't want to be found, uh, <laughs> as this would probably impact my day job. Word, and we're gonna keep that <laughs> where it is. And uh, find me on Instagram, BP McCoop. Uh, yeah, you can find me there on Snapchat. It's the same thing. Um, find us. Uh, send us your uh, questions, emails, comments, whatever. Uh, DJ Blaze Show at Gmail dot com. Um, and thank y'all for listening. Uh, I don't know what time we'll be on next week, but yeah, thank y'all for listening. And uh, we out.